This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Welcome to Dental All-Stars. I'm Eric Vickery, Lead Mastery Coach at All-Star Dental Academy, and I'm so excited to interview our guest today, Ross Brannon, as we talk to a financial advisor on how to tackle some of the biggest challenges dentists face. Join us for our special live training event, the All-Star Practice Growth Summit. Over two action-packed days, May 19th and 20th, 2023, at the beautiful private hotel and beach club Lagomar in sunny South Florida. We will be covering a variety of powerful practice management skills with a special emphasis on case presentation, marketing, and persuasion. To learn more, go to allstardentalacademy.com. We've been going back and forth on some topics here, so I, I got to tell you, I think this is going to be eye-opening for those of you who are paying attention to what you're spending and how you're saving your money. So let's let's look at what Ross has been doing here. Ross Brandon is a trusted financial advisor who helps secure the future of dentists, orthodontists, endodontists, periodontists, oral surgeons, and more. I think the key part of there is secure the future of. He is the host of the Financial Flossing Podcast, and I've been a guest on there and I've subscribed. It's a great listen. Uh, I would highly recommend it. On his podcast, he interviews dental industry experts, CPAs, lawyers, and other professionals. He offers keen insight on how to achieve financial health and improve your life. And I love that you're talking about the future of dentistry, the future of what a dentist is going to do down the line. So many of them end up financially stuck. So welcome, Ross. I've been wanting to jump on this topic with you and I'm excited to have you. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. <laughs> That's awesome. We're, we're I love talking money, man. <laughs> I love people, talking money. People either love it or hate it. There's no in between. I'm so selfish right now listening. Like I'm so excited to hear what you have to say, the advice you're going to give, because obviously I'm going to steal some of that for myself. <laughs> so I'm very excited today. So I, I want to hear just just we'll start with the negative and how we get out of the negative. So what is the biggest challenge you see that dentists face today? Well, there's lots, but let's just start with a real simple one. Okay. Um, you know, expenses rise to meet income. And, and I can't tell you how many people I talk to. Yeah. When I ask them what their monthly cost of living is, they can't tell me. And so yeah. I, call it, I call it your monthly burn rate. What, what's your burn rate? Is it 10,000 a month? Is it 15,000 a month? Mm -hmm. Is it more? Is it 20, 25, 30? A majority of people can't tell me. And you know, sometimes they can't even tell me how much they make. And so let, let's just use some round numbers. You know, it's going to be low for some people and high for others, but let's suppose someone makes 500K a year. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, that's uh, basically- 43. Just, yeah, $42,000, $43,000 a year, a month. Yeah. And, you know, obviously taxes are, you got to pay taxes and all that stuff. And there's other expenses, but I'm like, okay, well, how much of that do you have left at the end of the month? And most people don't know. Most people just swipe their credit card and they pay their Amex bill. And if there's a little bit left at the end, they'll save. And you know, it's interesting, Warren Buffett says the number one habit to acquire is the habit of thrift, i.e. savings. So we have to save first. And, and I can mathematically show how the rate of savings is more important than the rate of return. Rate of return is sexy, but we can't control that. Especially can, right now. Well, yeah, exactly, right now. Um, <laughs> We've had a free lunch for a decade and all of a sudden reality is coming back to coming right here. So, so we have to, we can control our savings. Well, 
uh, you know, costs are going up. And, and so it, it's really important to get in a create a cash flow system that sets us up for success. And, you know, less than 10% of people I talk to, and I work uh, almost exclusively with dentists, um, less than 10% of the people I talk to have a cash flow system. And they don't know. They don't, it's like they make 500 grand a year. They, they save money in their 401k. Uh, and they just assume there's going to be a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And the 401k is great, but that's not enough. It was never designed to be the sole thing that you use for retirement. Wow. So, I mean, Dave Ramsey, I mean, you've heard these, these, these sorts of things. When you say cash flow, what you say, cash flow system? Basically, you're yes. saying, hey, what's your income and then what's your budget? Is that correct? Well, right. And people don't like the word budget. And quite frankly, I'm not a big fan of what, what I call spreadsheet budgeting. Okay. Um, yeah, unless you're an engineer, engineers can do that. I just, no one else I've found can do it. So I really don't care how much you spend as long as you save enough. So if you're saving 20 or 30% of your gross income, gross income. So in this scenario, that's 10 to $15,000 a month. Yeah, yeah. I, I really don't care where you, how much how much you spend as long as it's you're not going into debt. So you, God, sorry, keep going. Well, and if you can save more, great. Uh, you're never gonna you're never gonna find someone advocating savings more than I am. And what I see a lot of dentists say, you know, they want to be really careful what their income looks like because of the tax repercussions of that. Well, right. And that's where you can obviously run a lot of personal expenses through the yep. business. And, mm -hmm. um, and so that opens up two, two cans of worms, if you will. Um, you know, I, I, had, I had one client talk to me complaining about taxes. And he's, I said, well, a tax problem is a good problem to have. And he says, you sound like my CPA. And I said, anyone who can't appreciate a tax problem has never been broke before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I'd rather have a tax problem than have a broke problem. Uh, yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, we do want to mitigate our taxes. We do want to do tax planning. And unfortunately, in my view, a lot of CPAs aren't proactive with their clients. And you have to realize if you're a dentist making five, six, seven hundred, maybe a million, two million dollars a year, you're probably in the top one percent of your CPA's clientele from an income standpoint. Most CPAs have almost exclusively W-2 employees. Well, there's not a lot of deductions for W-2 employees. And if 98% if of my clients are W-2 employees and 2% are business owners, i.e. dental practice, you know, am I motivated to go figure out what is out there for them? The mm. tax code is like 20,000 pages. No one can master all of it. There's all sorts of kind of niches in there. And so we want to make sure we work with CPAs who do tax planning. I work with CPAs who tax, do tax planning. I mean, I've got some clients uh, who are seven-figure income earners who have incredibly low effective tax rates. I mean, you'd be blown away if, if I told you the numbers. And, and it's, it's, it's because they work with CPAs who do tax planning. Now, yeah. on, the, uh, on the flip side, kind of the sacred cow of personal finance is a tax-deferred um, retirement plan. And in my opinion, that very well may be a, a, the biggest mistake someone makes today. Um, and, and it's, it's what almost every CPA recommends. 
What, so define tax deferred. You're using mumbo jumbo like we well, use with our yeah, patients, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So say I'm, that again. <laughs> so yes, I'm 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 living in financial speak. Uh, yeah. You know, you know uh, my jargon. So a tax deferred that would be a traditional IRA. That would be a simple IRA. Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay, now you're speaking my language. Okay, gotcha. That would be a 401k. Oh, okay. Um, or it would be a cash balance plan. So here's really? how those work. If I put a dollar in there today, mm -hmm. I get a deduction on my income. So if I make $10 yeah. and I put a dollar in, I make $9 as far as the IRS is concerned. This is so, what I was talking about when they like, I want to lower what my income looks like. So right, I'm not right, right. as much, yeah. Right, I mean- and so what happens is I now have, and I've deferred the gain. So when you take money out of a tax deferred vehicle, which you cannot do before 59 and a half without penalty, and now it's, you have to at age 72, it's not taxed at your effective rate or your average tax rate like your income is. It's taxed at your highest marginal rate. And if What's you're that? not- Okay, so the, yeah, so this gets a little nerdy, a little technical here. So if you were to look, if you were to Google the tax rates, you would have a bunch of things come up. You click on those things, it shows every money is taxed in different brackets. So like the first twenty thousand is taxed at ten percent. Yes, next, I gotcha. Okay, and then and, and so there's like the next fifty is taxed at like eighteen percent. These mm -hmm. numbers are accurate, and so and then it caps out at around six hundred k. Uh, over that's 37%. Now, at the end of at January 1, 2026, the Trump tax rule, tax law is going to sunset. I mean, it's going to go back to what it was previously, which would mean at around 450-ish, it'll be 39.6%. So if you make 500K, and you defer a bunch of, of money, then you could be reverse tax planning because tax rates are scheduled to go up. In addition to that, I would argue that we are in the lowest tax rates we will see in our entire life. I'm 44 years old. I have made that statement to no less than half a dozen CPAs and every single one has agreed with me. If you were to look at the chart, the average highest marginal rate is in the 50s. I was born in 1977. The highest marginal rate was 70% when I was born. And, and so people said that the 401k came out in the late 70s. People were like, oh, you're going to be a lower tax rate. Well, they were right. Taxes did go down. But if you look at you know, the political rhetoric, rhetoric, and I don't care where you stand politically, and you look at the math of a budget deficit for example we've got about 20 trillion dollars and by the way a trillion dollars is um a million billions <laughs> so no no it's a thousand it's a thousand billions is what it is but it's a it's a million millions it's crazy yeah i mean the the comp the, the size we have no we can't but yeah. then the president president just came out with his budget a couple months ago and they take in, we take in $3.1 trillion in tax revenue as a company, country, and they did a $5 trillion budget. And, you know, I personally believe that um, once you get elected to office, 
your brain loses the loses the ability to do math. Do simple math. Uh, yeah, because because and because it's hey, it's both sides of the aisle. It's not one side of the other. Both sides yeah. are just as guilty. Yeah. So that, that that's they're, they're they've made equal, promises. <laughs> they are equally guilty for all sides. So yeah. um, so so taxes have to go up because we have to pay for this stuff. Well, add the political rhetoric of tax the rich, whatever. Whether you like it or not, even if you make three or four hundred grand as a dentist, you may think you're just middle class America. You're like in the top two percent of income earners in America, and um, and so I believe in tax diversification. I'm not saying don't have tax deferred. I'm saying let's get taxable and tax free as well. But a lot of people I see are very heavy tax deferred. So mm. what's, a, what's a potential solution? Well, if you have a 401k, make sure you have a Roth option and make sure that 19.5 you put in is, or 25 this year, 20,500 is tax-free where it's not growing tax-deferred. Um, you know, one way I, I've said it is when you contribute to a tax-deferred vehicle, it's like you're doing a joint partnership with the IRS where the rules can change at an end point in time and you don't get a vote and it's a multi-decade partnership that, that that's almost what it's like and um it's just i, I there's just so much uncertainty i, I just don't yeah. want to put all my eggs in that basket i feel like a patient sitting in a dental chair hearing the doctor say modl amalgam right now and and not understand what the heck he's talking he or she's talking i don't about. understand so <laughs> so i want to make i know you this is why i have a job ross this is why i teach dentists how to talk so i want to go back so what you're yeah. saying is a, a big common mistake right is is hey tax well, deferred it's a potential mistake because yeah. if taxes go down over the next 20 or 30 years, I lost wrong. that gamble. Yeah. Right. I'm wrong in what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. If taxes go up, you're going to be paying I'm... more taxes when you take that money out. Right. Okay. More taxes taking money out. So if taxes go up, what I'm saying is, is, is right. Yeah. If taxes yeah. go down, what I'm saying is wrong. So what, what do we do? So what's your suggestion for, let's say you're right. Taxes are going to go up and we got to pay for this debt. Instead of me putting in a SEP or a 401k or a Roth, what, what are you suggesting we do instead? Well, so a Roth is tax-free. So Roth yep. is always a Roth. So you think free. Roth is a good solution? So right. So you can do a Roth option in your 401k. Okay. So if you have if you have a practice 401k and you're not contributing to the Roth option, or you don't know if you are, find out if you are, and then find mm. out if you have a Roth option. So that you way, it's when we take it out later, there's no taxes hitting it because it's paying the taxes every year as a Roth. So Roth, good, maybe tax deferred, no bueno. Well, it's, it's not necessarily no bueno. It's just not as good. Mm -hmm. So I'm not suggesting you shouldn't do any tax deferred money. I, gotcha. I, don't, I don't know that anyone's ever going to do that. But what I see is I'll see people and they have three buckets of money. They have their practice that's worth X. They have their home that's worth Y, mm -hmm. and then they have their practice 401k that's worth Z. And the practice 401k might be half a million bucks, but every dime is tax deferred. And, or a majority of it's tax deferred. Maybe they're a little late to the Roth uh, idea. And so, but then there's really not a lot of other assets everywhere else. So like if you have 500k in tax deferred money, but you have 
$3 million in other liquid investments that aren't tax deferred, you've got some balance. I got you. But what you see is a lot of people are what I, or what I call financially unbalanced. They have all their money in tax deferred. So I don't think tax deferred is bad. I just think too much is bad. Yes. And more often than not, I see too much. And you want to balance that. Right. Yeah, I get you. I get you. So, so what do you think? One thing, give me one thing that this industry dentistry has just got to do better at. Well, I think, I think getting a handle on the cash flow is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you, I see a lot of people, they make a really good income. You know, they drive a Tesla, which is a $125,000 car. Um, and they, they go skiing in the Rockies three or four times a year. And that's fine. Do that. Enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. But make sure you're taking care of your, your other stuff first. Mm -hmm. And the reality is we live in a culture that's busy. So if you were to ask someone 10 or 15 years ago, how are you doing? They would say, fine. Mm -hmm. Now, if you ask them how they're doing, they say busy. You know, my theory is part of that's due to the phones we all have, um, but, but that's probably only part of it. And so most people I find struggle managing their life. I have five kids. Uh, my schedule is pretty full. Um, you have four kids, if I remember correctly. Yes. So your schedule is pretty full. Um, so if you're if you can't manage your life, you can't manage your finances. And and so we've got to get our finances under control and systematized. If you systematize things, put everything on autopilot, it mm -hmm. makes things a lot easier. What is it? 93% of success is in the system. Is that true? Uh, I don't know if it's true. Sure. I mean, that that's probably. Let me, let's say this way. Um, I would say that uh, most dental practices sell for high multiples to DSOs are system-based. Yes. Yeah. That's Edward Deming. I think that's that quote. But then I follow it with my own quote and say 73% of all statistics are made up on the spot. So that's, <laughs> that's a, us math guys, we can joke about that, right? Yeah. Well, yes. Some people are going, what? what? That wasn't funny. <laughs> it's a statistic. So, so basically what you're saying is, I know I make a lot of money. I spend a lot of money on the personal side. I manage my budget on the professional side. That I do. That I've got down. I know what my percent of, you know, what my payroll percentage should be. I know what my lab bill percentage should be. I know what all these, you know, budgeting items ought to be. I get paid and then it's a free-for-all on that side. And you're saying, you know, get a get a percentage of, of managing that budget on the personal side too. Is that yes. really what you're, okay. Yeah, we just got to, uh, so here's an idea. Let's, let's, let's determine what our monthly cost of living is. So let's just use round numbers here. Let's suppose that my gross income is $20,000 a month. My net income is $15,000 a month. And my monthly expenses equal $10,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So in theory, we should be saving $5,000 a month or $60,000 a year. Mm -hmm. I've never met someone with those exact numbers who had $60,000 in the bank. Yeah. Every year, year over year over year. Right, right. Yeah. So, so let so let's create a system where that money goes somewhere because you it's impossible to save in your checking account that you live out of, mm -hmm. and it's nearly impossible to save in another account at the same financial institution. So let's create a cash flow system. So this is one thing, quite frankly, I'm pretty good at mm. is creating a cash flow system 
<coughs> that, excuse me, that helps clients succeed financially. Then we build this bucket of money and then we start allocating it to places that make sense to the client. Whether it be buy a building or invest right. in other things. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Got it. Love it. And so you've got a solution to that. If somebody's sitting there going, Hey, I want that. They're just going to reach out to you and figure out that out yeah. with you. Yeah. I do that. I do that all day long. Okay. Awesome. That, that's one of the many things I do, but I think that's something I do that most people in my industry don't do. And in fact, you know, yeah, that, that brings up some other issues that I can <laughs> rant on. <laughs> What's your email address just so they can reach out to you? It's Ross, R-O-S-S underscore Brannon, B-R-A-N-N-O-N at Y-O-U-R-S-W-S.com. So Ross underscore Brannon at your S-W-S.com, Y-O-U-R-S-W-S.com. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm going to email you. <laughs> Okay. And you can also just go to rossbrandon.com too. Okay. Rossbrandon.com. And cause I'm going to, I'm going to say this, you know, speaking from my own experience, you know, feel like every time you turn around, Oh, there's that big expense that we didn't anticipate. We didn't budget for, Always. whether it be quarterly Always. taxes or Always. whether it be, Oh, home renovation or, Oh, a wedding to go to, you know, and everybody's traveling right now. I feel like expenses are way up and, you know, we need someone to help us get a handle on the spending so that there's not so much stress on the business to say, produce more, collect more, produce more, collect more. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, you know, when you say you have $10,000 of expenses in our example, you actually need to build a fudge factor in there because there's always something on something else on more that comes. And, yeah. you know, gas is a variable expense. Food is a variable expense mm. and utilities are a variable expense. So, so you've got to always uh, build a fudge factor in there. So you're going to help people create a cash flow system on their personal side, where whereas me, I've never done that for a client. I've I've always just focused on, hey, have a cash flow system for your business, whether it be the income side or the outgo, right? So cash coming in, collections versus hey, your expenditures and your liabilities. We want to make sure we budget that. And honestly, when the budget's out of control, I say, well, we've got to go collect more. <laughs> right. And, and so, so that's one of the things that I do that I quite frankly, I don't think very many people in my world do at all. And, and, and a couple other things that I, that, I, that I do, because you call me and you say, hey, I'm going to work with you, Ross. That's not the only thing we're doing. And that's not the first thing we're doing mm. is we have to make sure your balance sheet's protected. So let me tell you a story about somebody. So I am not an auto insurance agent, but the first thing I do when I look at somebody when I meet with some work with somebody is I look at their property and casualty insurance, you know, auto, home, umbrella, stuff like that, to make sure it's um, adequate. Adequate, right. So I live in Florida, and one out of every two billboards in Florida has a personal injury attorney guy on there. <laughs> and the biggest one in the country, Morgan & Morgan, is based in Orlando, and, and they're everywhere, half over half the country, and they, their big thing is for the people. Well, I like to joke that they may be for the people, but they're not for you. And so, you know, you get an accident because we have these things that the ring, ding, and buzz, and we're not supposed to look at them when we drive, but everybody does. Mm. And let's suppose I'm wearing scrubs to work that day, um, or you may wear scrubs to work every day, and next thing you know, you rear in somebody. Mm. Well, here's the thing. I don't care how much money you make. They think you make more than you do. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have the proper liability limits on your auto insurance or have an umbrella policy at the right limit, your balance sheet's at risk. Mm. So here's a story. I know a guy. Uh, he has a nanny for his three kids. Um, 
because he and his wife work anyway. Uh, she's towing him somewhere, and she they're in traffic, but she's kind of in the middle of a intersection. This guy's riding a bike, so she's kind of in the bike lane. This guy's riding a bike, uh, apparently has eyes closed, and that's part sarcasm, part seriousness, because he didn't slow down. He ran right into the car. I mean, it's like, what's going on? Flies over the car, obviously. Uh. Lands. They have to call an ambulance. He's going to get sued. Mm. He's going to get sued. And this guy, for some reason, didn't have an umbrella policy. Mm. Define umbrella and policy, uh, an umbrella policy for people listening. Okay. So an umbrella policy is an excess excess liability policy that layers on top over your home and auto and boat insurance. (laughs) Um, You almost always get it from your car insurance provider. Um, It is relatively inexpensive. You can typically buy it up in chunks. You can buy it in chunks of a million dollars. Typically caps out at five million. If you want more than five million, you have to go to a specialty provider like Chubb. But uh, a five million dollar umbrella policy typically costs less than a thousand dollars a year, unless you have team drivers, and it's going to be a little more. And and basically, if I'm understanding correctly, that is the my that guy goes flying over the hood of the car, ends up suing the the dentist, right? Even right. though he's a passenger in the car. And no, he wasn't even driving it. It's his yeah. car. He it's just his car. car. It's just his he car. He owns the car. Got his it. Nanny's driving it. He wasn't he's even liable. in the car. Yeah, he's so he's liable. liable. So now uh, the the biker sues you, and your auto insurance doesn't cover all that. Well, so typically, you know, you you have to have half a million dollars of uh, liability coverage to get an umbrella policy. So let's suppose the guy was severely hurt, maybe mm-hmm. even disabled. And he couldn't work anymore. Mm. Well, half a million dollars probably isn't going to make him whole. Mm-hmm. And so, and the attorney knows that. And the umbrella policy is going to kick in over, over and above that. So if, if you have $5 million, that's five and a half million dollars of oh crap coverage. Yeah, gotcha. That way you're not paying out of pocket for someone who sues you. Correct. Gotcha, gotcha. So simple things like that that you look at to help protect your clients. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, you know, there's obviously a lot of estate planning things. There's other types of insurance that, that you know, that, you know, we'll go over. And obviously we'll talk about investing and uh, the right way to invest and things like that. We'll talk about taxes, all that stuff. All right. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, I appreciate your willingness to help us dentists understand money more. <laughs> and I air quote dentist because I'm not a dentist, but I play one on TV. So we're going to make sure that we stay in touch with you. We're going to get good, keep getting good advice from you, okay? All right, sounds good. All right, awesome. Thank you so much for being willing to help us out. And so for those that are listening, just make sure that you share this with someone. Obviously, you're subscribing. That's great. But share this with someone. This is really, really good advice. And reach out to Ross. Also, reach out to Heather at All Star Dental Academy. So Heather at allstardentalacademy.com. You can email us there. And really make sure that you're taking care of all of, you're taking care of your family when you do these sorts of things, not just your business. Take care of the personal side. And I love that we address that today. So thanks again, Ross. And thank you, those that are listening for joining us and taking the time to invest in yourself. And until next time, go out there and be an all-star.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.